Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips, what's up and jink girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. Welcome back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. How are we all? Hope you're all doing fabuloso. It is, when you're listening to this, the last day of March. I like to give an update of the calendar every episode. I'm just like, I, do you know what it is? I cannot believe how quick the year is going. It's so funny. Anytime I'm listening back, I'm like, I just think it's the middle of March. I just think it's March already. And I'm like, that's good. But there's nothing else going on. The the passing of days is truly the most exciting thing that's happening I know the date's like, changing I'm like it was very exciting um, last week I <laughs> thought it was Tuesday when it was actually Wednesday because you put up the episode I was like no why is she putting oh, it was, I was a like, reminder I know I was like oh for God's sake it's Wednesday it's hump day one of my fave days of the week because that's when our episode comes out Hell it's yes. hump day so happy hump day humping. happy um, hump day what I was going to say as well um, tomorrow Thursday sign up to patreon we've got a really exciting guest coming yes. friday we've also had really exciting guests i mean we obviously we had julia holbin all the other week we did some really great episodes over the last month as well we actually did shit loads of episodes in general um for march we did bonus episodes the first week of march last month was like whoa crazy we did yeah. like a bonus episode what on, was that on it was on uh, Ireland's most prestigious influencer award ceremony that Which we shall, will not name shall not be named but um it was just on the it was ikal shikal you know it was classic we love to be uh roasting outfits and praising outfits to be honest as well so go check that out girls Next month, um, April, we are upping the ante on our live streams. Our live stream is going to be so fucking fun. So you want to make sure you're uh, signed up and ready to go for that as well because it's going to be next level. Uh, so that's patreon.com forward slash Ikaz podcast. It's a fiver a month. Go get it. It's so worth it. Especially like I listen back to those episodes and I just feel like I have that company Mm. And it's almost like I'm preparing myself for post-lockdown hangouts. Because you know when you meet yeah. up for like a coffee with someone, you know, a socially distanced moment or whatever. I have been so much more exhausted by just like low-level interaction because mm. I'm so not used to it, I think. And you're really pushing for conversation because there's not much like free-flowing conversation because there's not like shit going on yeah so I think like when I'm listening and engaging on the podcast like this has kept us fucking alive this year dear god being able to meet up and chat we're in it for another month at least girls so if you I know you're like me you've completed all the streaming services so just fucking sign up to patreon get a bit of content into you yeah and prepared content (laughs) (laughs) me and Adam were talking the other night about how much I hate the word content 
content. Con- just like, not like as a word, just like as the a phrase. The idea Like making content, content for everyone to consume and content. Just like, eh. Content. <laughs> we content were ta- queens. We were, we were talking also about like how, like, I don't know. I think you might be on the same page as me, especially now. I find like, and this is a self-own, okay? I'm not reading people. Do you ever just feel so embarrassed about being on the internet so openly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, like me and Adam were talking about this, because he was like, are you going to do your Q&A? And I was like, <laughs> and he would send it to me as well. And I was like, I honestly will, like, post once on the internet and be so mortified about everything that I won't post again for a month. And then I'll do it again, because yeah. I've somehow, like, suppressed the memory of posting on the internet. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed again. I'm so For me, it's like, I look at some people online, you know, usually like defiantness, like people in England or whatever, you know, who are like like non Irish, you non Irish or but, American, but existing within their own, like yeah, English influences in England or Americans in American. Yeah, I just like I'll click into someone and I'm like, whoa, you're so it's so like not a thing for you to just take it, whip out your phone and be like, all right. So basically, right, I was like walking down the street and then I bumped into this guy and it's like. I, it takes so much energy for me to even like get the ring light out and be like, I'm going to talk yeah. to my phone. And then I'm faced with my image on the screen and I'm like, Ugh. I just find that like uh-huh. in everywhere else, but Ireland, like Ireland has such a specific type of content that we can see. Like no one that I really follow from like America or the UK uses Instagram the way Irish people do. And I mean that in like a bad way. Like we're so like, hi guys, hi, happy Monday. Come on, we're over. Let's have some positive vibes. We're like Let's presenters. drink our cacao. And yeah, exactly. We're like presenting TV shows every day. Like no, like most Amer- of the American people that I would follow, like barely even speak to camera. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. As it should be. <laughs> the last thing we need is more people speaking to camera. As I said this, I did speak to camera today. And look, you How did get you find it? How did you find mortifying. it? Mortifying. Every time I'm halfway through, I'm mortified for myself. And I'm I'm just I like I I, I find like when I'm online, um on uh, like on stories, I just cannot get my personality across. I fully feel like I'm acting. I'm like, well, who is she? Who is that? Who is she? I don't know. What is her story? But I'm just like <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, I feel, I f- and I think it's like, I guess it's the more you do it, the, e- the easier it is. I mean, I don't ever no, want it to be I easy. Disagree. I don't care. I disagree really? with that because I have been doing it years since Snapchat. Yeah, true. And I just kind of, now, now it feels so fucking unnatural. Well, you I haven't think, done it in a while though. That's what I mean. So you, when you were doing it all the time. But even before that, it's still, really? I don't know. I think, do you, you know, I don't know what the fuck it is. I, I can't put my finger on it. I think it's like, I think it's, when I was doing it, not to be like, hmm. <laughs> I basically invented talking to camera and now everyone's doing it. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm a, a step out. A pick me influencer. <laughs> but like, Do you think we're pick me influencers? Oh, yes. <laughs> we're like, everyone else is so shit about us. We're not like the other influencers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was doing it on Snapchat, it was just like a kind of random thing. A few people were doing, and yeah, now true. everyone is doing it. Now yeah. everyone has this idea of what an influencer is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, like I see like all these like new fashion gals coming up, and they're like, "Hello, my queens, let's pop it up sometime." You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Why are we all acting like Oprah Winfrey? It's just like you know, everyone's really, really pushing their personality. There's like a template of how to act online in Ireland, and the weird thing is, is that it works 
nine out of ten times. Well, like, do you know what it is? It's get... personalities came through. Like yeah. when we started It Gals and shit, it was like, okay, we had, you know, the likes of Rosie Connolly who wasn't really pushing her personality out. And, you know, she was like, just like mm. aspirational these yeah. like deadly people that you were following Pip O'Connor who have like these deadly lives gorgeous gaffes everything's fucking clean um and then we were like okay we need to you know be bringing some personality to the table which we did through the pod and now I'm seeing like you know these fashion influencers who are you know it's the kind of like inspirational on the feed real in the story yes, <laughs> and yes. it's like oh like they're a little tiny it's tiny new, bit of it's a new template yeah. you know that way so we're going to be your favorite pick me podcasters and we're going dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> online no but i mean I, it is weird though i know what you mean and it's like it's because when it was something new, it was very exciting to consume that yeah. content. But now that it's like, do you know what it is? It's like mukbangs, right? Like they were so popular on, on like when Trisha Paytas started doing them because no one was doing them. Now fucking everyone's doing them. So people are like, oh, for God's sake. Like makeup yeah. tutorials. It's like, it's just oversaturation. I feel like on Instagram, it's like my hot take or like my this or like I just, and everyone's just patting themselves on the back and it's just a space I don't really like to be in. Everyone's like, mm. Since no one else is talking about BLM, I think I'll be. It's like, oh, yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so I'm kind of just like, I'm happy just, just not, just kind of slagging the shit out of everyone else in my own head when I'm on Instagram. And I mean, we have a podcast a as well, which is so much easier. I so think like you fun. don't have to look at your fucking face while well, you're it's talking. It's like I'm just talking to you, you know? Yeah. So there you go, girls. That's what a podcast is. Yeah. Um, speaking of authenticity, Congrats to for those I love on. I mean, are we are we referring to him as a they? I don't know, but like, congrats on the album. Well, I mean, he Dave Balfour friend. He goes by the name for those I love. You would have mm-hmm. seen us sharing <laughs> the shit out of him for like, the past two years. When we, when we we say we don't post online. When we do, it's usually. Over the past while, you were saying like you went into your like DM with him, and it was like all shares. I did the same. It was like, like can, incredible, incredible. <laughs> I mean, so this is like we've told the story many a time. I think it's like we obviously like uh, know him from back in the day when we were like grunge as fuck and back going to the, the hardcore scene gig. I have a very very clear memory in my mind of one time we skyped Dave and he was doing tricep dips between two chairs. And then we and we tried were, it. we tried it. We couldn't do it. He's like, he's a goddamn genius. He's a man of so now, many Obviously, times. a lot of the, a lot of like, he's getting so much fucking, you know, attention, which is so deadly. Yeah. <clears throat> we made him. No, I'm just he bitches again. <laughs> I mean, finally, he's the he's kind of knew about the album, dude. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have been talking about this for two years, and now we all are catching up. But anyway, <laughs> I'm that bitch. He's like, when the new single comes out, I'm like singing along to all the lyrics. I already know. <laughs> I know the two of us repost. The album and being like delighted to finally hear it again. I I did hear it before because I I was on it before it got popular. Band band camp. Yeah. Did you did you did you know that? No. (laughs) Shooting guns with the finger. No music. Music music guns. (laughs) Air guitar. Air guitar. Air synth. (laughs) (laughs) But um, obviously there's like a load of fucking attention around this album. It's gotten like work like it's gotten fucking huge he was yeah. signed it's like such an exciting time he was on tommy tiernan he's gotten like five star reviews like it's been mm. critically acclaimed if you haven't listened to any of his stuff you should go watch the other voices performance because i think that's a good introduction to like a bit of everything yeah, you know totally. um, and they put that up in the rte player recently 
which was incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just such a good album. Get the tissues out, girlies. Get the tissues out, girls. It's it is so intense, but you know, it's also the music is just so fucking good. And I'm just, I just congrats to Dave because I know he's an avid listener <laughs> of it, girls. Yeah, but I do know that. Uh, I mean, it's just so cool seeing. You know, whether we knew him or not, it's just actually really cool seeing like an Irish musician who's really, I feel like, kind of like pushing the boundaries of um, commercial, dare I say, music, like music that is like being played on radio and, you know, that way, like really being accepted. And I think that for like, me, it's like, I, I think the two of us, I've never like finding that album from when he randomly put mm. it on his story two years ago and like going on <laughs> Bank and then like being like, it was literally like I was walking around this, across the road and I saw a fucking diamond just in the tarmac. So I was like, what? Yeah. I've stumbled across this insane thing. And being able to follow and see it get like recognition mm. and his work is like, because I feel like with Ireland, I don't know, whether it's with influencers or whatever, sometimes I'm like, oh, why the fuck? Do they have a platform? Why the fuck is she the only singer? Why the fuck, you know? And then, so with this, an actual, like, incredible piece of music, yeah. I'm like, finally, something that deserves the recognition is getting it. And, like, there's obviously been, like, super heavy kind of conversation about it. So I want to, like, alleviate that sense a bit because what, like, really I adore about the, uh, the album is it just reminds me so much. And obviously a lot of it is about, like, working class and it, like, it's very much about, like, men and male relationships and, you know, there's a heavy backstory to it. But what I love about it, it reminds me of, like, songs I had while while growing up. Like, there's a little, like, song part of it, which I honestly think is... Remember Party Boy and Jackass? I think he, like, used a bit of that song. Like, it's all these, like... It's like he kind of collaged these musical memories yeah. together it's all samples a lot of the music where it's like remixed it's so layered well and yeah and should, voice notes i just yeah. think it's so like it just is so poignant to like how we interact right now in mm. musical form which i think it's is like a so diary cool. it's like a diary music so go stream for those i love on spotify and buy it and um stream it at least yeah and tag it gals in his last <laughs> say Hit gals brought me here. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, but this week. It's cool. It is a great album. Great album. So this week uh, we have a few things on our little our little piece of paper here we'd like to discuss. Oh, yes. there's the magpies. The crow is back. The crows. There's these two crows that, sit, day, that sit outside our studio. And me and Lindsay are like, they are me and Lindsay. They're like, ah! Like you know, like like a witch is familiar in like her, her little black cat. Like they are fucking familiar to these two raggedy ass beach crows. They are fucked. They're fucked. But you know what? They're chic as well. With like, a tampon hanging off one of the wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're back and they're they're looking out for us for our haters. So if our haters yeah, anytime come, we record, they, yeah, what will what will happen? You're, you're the witch. Their, their eyes. Oh my god! Do you remember that? I remember what's that fucking Passion of Christ. I never watched that. We went with the church. We rented out the cinema. Um, they the rented whole, out the Yeah, c- the whole church rented out the cinema. Ah, sure. Oh. And there's a scene when, like, Jesus is on the cross and this oh, fucking yeah. crow, like, pokes one of the guy's eyes out. And oh. I can't, anytime I see a crow, I'm like, get away. Isn't it crazy that they, like, legit used to crucify people? Like, what the fuck? I know, honestly. This year has crucified me. Now, <laughs> moving on. So, yeah, we want to talk about uh, Lil Nas X. What a fucking icon. He obviously released his song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Have you listened to the song, Lens? No. 
No. Well, I tried. I listened to half of it. Oh my God, I love it. Do you? It's so good. I need to yes. listen to it a few more times. Sorry, I've just been balfed just up to the gills. Huh? <laughs> For those I love is all I can consume right now. <laughs> we're doing an episode on this song you didn't even fucking no, listen No, I'm to. not. I thought we were doing it on the fucking shoesy woozies. Well, thing. I mean, the whole, it's all interlinked in the I song. I did listen to half, but either way... This, I thought, was an interesting thing to discuss because Lil Nas, first of all, we wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, he, when did he come out as gay? Pretty soon into his career, right? I was about, I think it was um, last year. He tweeted it or something, didn't he? It was after Old Town Road went viral. Anyway, yeah. Because people didn't know he was gay then. Lil and Nas then- is a goddamn icon, even for the sense of him, like researching how to go viral and then like basically planting his yeah. virality. And his music is really fucking cool as well. Like um I was, you know, cuz like music nowadays is so based on virality because TikTok, like TikTok goes into uh, the charts now and even before TikTok you are looking for a viral moment, you know, that, well, that way. That's been like since even jazz, they fucking like if we're thinking of viral in the sense of like a group of people being able to listen to something like, you know, art, like different types of music have been like respond, like what kind of chords make you happy and sad. So like, mm, well, yeah, that's all linked into like pop there, music and stuff. It is. But I think like now the one reason why music is so kind of like, dare I say shit right now is because there really isn't that there is like, again, it's like the influencer thing we we're talking about earlier. There's a weird template that you can fit for a song to blow up. It doesn't yeah. actually necessarily have to be like the most incredible song like any groundbreaking element to it musically vocally you're not vibing with music wise who's huge fucking loads of people I don't like Dua Lipa oh no I couldn't I mean I genuinely couldn't sing you one of her songs I've no I don't like her I don't like Charlie XCX no she's still bopping around it's surprise she's still there yeah oh the two of them are there now the two crows Um, (laughs) they're like hey babies (laughs) I don't like her I don't I mean I don't like the majority of Megan the Stallion we love her I like her yeah but But again she's getting a bit do you know, we loved her when we watched her tiny desk and yeah. that's what I loved, her acoustic, like, but I hate the overproduced kind of shit, really. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a big, I like, I, I, I kind of like to listen to some rap music as like almost background. It's not really my like main genre that I would like sit down and, you know, you'd be more into kind of rap than I would be. Um, But like, I don't, I do really like, I like her attitude and I like her as like a pop Mind star. Yeah, I guess I am. You that's, are, that's yeah. Class. That's going to be your main one, yeah. I feel. But I feel, you know, I well, love- the time and a place when I'm like- Yeah, exactly. But I love like her as a superstar, you know, because I can, I can always kind mm. of, I can- I can like look at a pop star and like acknowledge them even if I'm not like mad to music as them as like an icon I'm like amazing yeah. like that's yeah. why I think like uh, Cardi B and uh, Megley Stallion are like so fucking cool like I think they're like yeah. really cool I'm not pop rushing stars. out to listen to like the whole Cardi B album no but I listen to the singles Summer really Walker is also fucking re- I re- now she I really like yeah I really like her Summer Walker she had a Bobby Dio today oh, fair play and she also because she had it with her producer London Nanda Drek and um, they had like some stunning like when she was pregnant she was putting up shit against about him and like you are a fucking deadbeat dad and oh really <laughs> they're not together anymore now Ooh. they're back together so oh like, awkward loving the tea loving the tea <laughs> but like yeah so like there is a, a template of how to kind of go viral and part of that is like you know uh tiktok and all these kind of things like getting dances and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. but um Lil Nas I think even though he does go viral like obviously Old Town Road was like so fucking viral but like that song is so good like I legitimately listened to that one so I remember being like 
I love it. his vocals are really yeah. fucking cool and like it's really unusual like I mean that song was also so iconic because it was like a black man who then turned out to be gay collabing with Billy Ray Cyrus on a country track and he leans into because a lot of time like we saw it with Miley Cyrus who like obviously for years was trying to like expel herself from being kind of related to the like mm. she really didn't lean into her countryside which is yeah. like because country music is so kind of like I don't know, people just automatically are like, ew. But I love that Lil Nas, like, dips into it heavily. Mm. Wearing the clothes. Like, I mean, can we talk for a minute about, like, Harry Styles versus Lil Nas X? Like, it's so fucking tiresome how much attention that bastard Harry Styles gets. Yeah, credit to Fiona also for bringing this to this... like kind of yeah my sissy uh, Fiona Hamilton she to brought the, this to comparison the to like the table because I was like that's so fucking true like we see Harry Styles constantly getting like applauded for wearing like a fucking dress that a stylist put him in on Vogue like okay a, a pussy bow Gucci like, blouse yeah but it's like no one I people acting like that was like some sort of like incredible feat I'm like have you never heard of David Bowie like androgyny and like gender play within fashion has literally been around for so fucking long like Frida Kahlo wore a goddamn suit yeah but like even if you think of men in a feminine sense like I mean the 70s did that glam rock like we've had Aerosmith we've had like heels were designed for men yeah but like get up on the hoof yeah well they were for both people it was for uh, Louis XIV it was a Rich people didn't want to be getting the sewer water from the streets on their uh, feet. How fucking as they were all tiddling around. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like in modern day, like say 20th century anyway, like androgyny and like the whole like gender stereotype of clothing and fashion was completely broken down in the 70s. Like the 80s still you saw men going around wearing like there was like glam rock, even Ozzy Osbourne, Kiss, all wearing makeup. The 90s, Kurt Cobain. Like there's not a fucking... Marilyn Manson, yeah. Yeah, you know, all uh, the early 2000s probably went a bit more broish, but like... I mean, if they went more like childlike, like NSYNC and everything, they're like, we're pretending to be little kids. But you know what I mean? So like there has been... Harry Styles wearing a fucking dress on the cover of Vogue, like in a very small way. It's like, wow. But like Lil Nas, like, Harry Styles, first of all, is I love when people are saying he's gay baiting. I'm like, that's so fucking true. He's just like... There was a thing on TikTok they were saying like Harry Styles a stylist or him um or like gay baiting is in like because they know how um far the gay uh like the LGBT fan base will go for someone. So if you hook them in, it's like hooking it's like Samantha Jones, first the gays, then the girls, then everyone else. Yeah, you know, yeah. so if you get like the gays on board being like fucking amazing, you'll probably like you you're, you know, held high in pop culture, you know, within like if you think of like RuPaul, all well, these you're, they can't, you know? they're very if you get the gays, they're very loyal. Well it's a stand culture. They're right? so loyal you know, they're still standing Katie Price. They yeah. return up to her book signing, her 50th book. You know, yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but like so with Harry Styles, like, what was the fucking award show? Was it, it was the Met Gala? Yeah. For the, it was the camp one, which I mean. No, the one just recent. Where he wore the feather oh, boa. and that looked so bad. Like, was it the Grammys? Did you pop into deals on the way to the fucking It wasn't Grammys? even ostrich feather. Like, you're going to tell me you're from one of the biggest boy bands in the last, like, 20 years and you can't even afford a fucking ostrich feather boa? I think he was it's trying a, to look oh, kooky. It's like shit. a chicken feather boa. Like, at least get a fucking expensive one, bitch. It's like a hen party when, like, you see a good-looking <laughs> guy in the pub. string. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, put it on him. Isn't this so fun? <laughs> but, like... He rocks up in this, like, kind of Alicia Silverstone 
clueless vibe blazer, yeah. a little vest underneath and the feather boa. And people are fully jizzing all over themselves mm-hmm. about like how amazing he is. And what I can't stand about him and in terms of like, but he also got like the gay baiting thing where in his lyrics, he, I think, spoke about guys or whatever, like was kind of ambiguous yeah. with like, you know, the gender of what he goes for and saying they and shit like that. So they're all like, oh my God, our queen, our queen. Your queen has been fucking like capitalizing off fake relationships in the tabloids. Yeah. For the entirety of his career, which has probably trumped him as being like, obviously he was the best looking guy at a One Direction. Yeah, he was the sexy one. Like, yeah, and everyone was like, <gasps> you know, and he had the Caroline Flack thing, which kind of propelled him into more and like tabloid. And then Taylor Swift, oh, yeah. and now he's fucking doing it with Olivia Wilde. But I, I don't think I think the only people falling for the Harry Styles like thing is like basic white women. They're like, yes, like I mean, I don't see many like a lot of people I see online are just like. How are people falling for this shite as well? Again, you know that way. That's a lot of the conversation. The relationship shit. No, they're like, like non-binary bullshit where he's like pretending to wear a dress as if like. But then like his paparazzi pictures are him bopping around looking like dressing shite. He'll just have like a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> yeah, and maybe yeah. like one painted pinky. Finger. Yeah, it's like oh my god, he's so progressive. Which like every fucking indie fella has painted their nails at the moment. Which like also again, Dennis Rodman like Evan. Painted his nails and it's confirmation. Yeah, because of Dennis <laughs> Rodman. Dennis Rodman. I know, like Dennis Rodman did it with such a like natural ease. And that was yeah. amazing because he was like this super tall black, mm. like basketball player. Sports Who star. also was like so hypersexual and had these like, when I was like fucking. Carmen Electra. Carmen so Electra, hot. like dear God. Um, But yeah, Lil Nas was like. I mean, I love that look he wore, the Versace suit, you know, with the pink one. Oh, it was like, it's like so good. And like, I know, like people, <clears throat> like he does get, you know, that that did blow up and that was really viral, but he also got a lot of like hate for it, you know? And it's like, you're so you're gonna like- He got hate? Well, I think I remember when it came out, people were like, what? You know, like laddish kind of shit. Mm. You know, that way people were like, what the fuck is he wearing? That pink. Because it was way, the pink is like one of and the most perfect things. And against his skin Ugh. is- that pink is like fluoro. So fucking cool. Like he looks so badass. Um, he looked amazing. And his fashion should be celebrated more. No, it really should. And like, I love, like I said, that he's leaning into the like country with the like cowboy hat. Mm. But like, so like the idea of like the Brookbrook Mountain flex of it I being know. like a gay cowboy, the two belts bringing the kind of BDSM like, yeah, you know, uh, like bando thing Then the first Oh he's just so Fucking gorgeous as well He's really really Good looking He seems like such a cutie And the song is so cool So I was watch- I was watching The um, Genius You know where they Explain the lyrics Yeah Um. So obviously his real name Is Montero Which the song is called And then it's called Call Me By Your Name Because it's after the film Call Me By Your Name Yeah um, Which the whole thing is like When you call me by Your name And I call you by my name That's like our code For like We're gonna you know, get it on kind of thing. It's like our secret code. So okay. he, when he's singing like Montero in the song, he's actually singing to the person, but it's all based on a true story of him. He's like, I was hit up by this artist and everyone's like, ooh, who was it? And, uh, you know, I was hit up by this guy and he uh, said, come over to my house. I went over and he was like, I saw like there was loads of coke there. There was like alcohol. And he was like, I kind of saw a guy who <clears throat> was... Uh, you know, he's, he kind of says, like, oh, you're living in the fast lane and you're not happy. And he's like, you know, it's both, like, you're not happy because you're obviously doing lots of drugs, but also you're kind of in the closet. Because, like, you know, he obviously went over to this, like, 
other musician or actor or something's house and like he had like loads of drugs everywhere and like you know people around but like he was kind of making eyes at little Nas from across the room and he was like he basically like fell like got really infatuated with this guy um but some of the lyrics are like so fucking iconic just for the fact like he has a, a lyric in it and he said like when he sang this lyric in the uh studio everyone was like whoa you're gonna fucking say that and it's like i want that jet uh jet lag from fucking and flying shoot a child in your mouth while i'm riding <laughs> <laughs> but it's so he was like i want to like normalize like speaking openly yeah. about gay sex he's like it's so rare he's like you know if you've got you know heterosex is always spoken about in, in multiple graphic ways. kind of yeah terms. yeah and like we and it's never questioned and he was like i want to have these conversations and like he's mentioned like this other song he had I can't remember which one it was but he says something about like um like references being a bottom or being a top or you know what I mean like so kind of referencing in like just other like gay vernacular but without it being so jokey you know that way um like Evan and I were talking the other night actually about we were talking about like just in the media and we've spoken about it in the podcast as well like the kind of like you know representation that Irish media love to have of gay men and I was like you know what I was like I was like, it's funny. I think it actually goes across not just gay men, not just women, but men as well. Irish people, like the Irish media, love someone who's like good looking, say even openly gay or a good looking woman. But the second they have any ounce of acknowledgement of their own sexuality, they're like, absolutely no. Like we love a gay man who's like, never references being gay. Patrice. Yeah, completely obviously being gay. But as soon as there's someone like, and not to pit them against each other, because like obviously like they're both lovely guys, but like say James Kavanagh talks more openly about sex and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I do think as well in like, you know, with James Kavanagh, I do think like the public enjoy and feel more settled that he's in this like, relationship for a long-term yeah relationship my, my you know, point, if he was like out dating and talking about sex in that way I think they'd be a bit like oh dear god he's, he's so not, racy yeah but he's not nearly on like you know what I mean like James Kavanagh is such a natural personality and yet he hasn't like he's so something that I'd be like why the fuck does he not have his own fucking chat show and I think a lot of it is because he does openly talk about sex like he'd be showing William's fucking art about the arses and all and yeah. like it's this kind of like um kind of awareness of your own sexuality and it's the same with women like we love a good looking woman but as soon as there's someone who's like acknowledges or is known or talks about their sexuality or sex well, like during garrahy she was so loved until yeah. that fucking viral oh yeah shit. And then they were like dear god what a slut <laughs> you know it's like you know someone who i'm really fond of say like raw is like bombshell really gorgeous girl but because she's not like she doesn't have a personality like you or i who'd be like hey guys let's talk about fucking yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. way like we love that kind of like beautiful anyone can be man woman but as soon as they have some sort of like you know knowledge of their own sexuality they're all, all of a sudden like the Irish media are like absolutely no but like you do have that more so in like modern day uh like say music with like Lil Nas X like people love gay people and we, they love to be like yes queening you know we talked about it last week in our episode with that guy being like anytime I fucking mention I'm gay I've got 15 bitches around me being like yes bitch come on queen yeah. like you know so I think that we like I really appreciate that in the lyrics like and it, throughout his music he is normalizing talking about gay sex in that way too and not just being like I'm a you know guy pole dancing you know that way but it's it's I think it's really cool and well it is very isolating it's like two women who have a podcast which we you know have spoken openly about like sexual issues like from our listeners you know we've talked about dating openly and like 
it's frustrating when like even people in my real life can sometimes be like oh you obviously are controversial or that mm-hmm. kind of like um we're slapped with that kind of term all the time and I'm yeah. like why it, it's not like we're doing it to purposely be controversial or salacious or raunchy it's mm-hmm. like I want the opposite in fact to normalize these conversations and that's because you know I was brought up in the church and it was very you know, like so forbidden to kind of talk about this or for sex to be anything other than totally pure with your potential husband mm. and wait for him or whatever. So, and that very much was the map of, like my life would have mapped out totally differently if sex had been normalized in our culture. So even now, like when we saw like Wet Ass Pussy come out, there mm-hmm. was uproar and stuff like that however it is talking about something that we all came from sex so exactly. I totally appreciate it. and again with like sometimes I can feel like if I'm with my gay friends I'd love to be able to talk to them about what the fuck they do in bed I'm interested I'm really intrigued with that kind of shit but you don't want to seem too nosy so but you also don't want to seem like you're almost like fetishizing it in a way yeah, yeah. you know like because it, I'd like to just learn and also just have the conversation open so I think it's cool that like he's you know been out as gay and like you know leaning into his sexuality mm-hmm. in like just like female rappers or you know female pop singers do you know and he wrote a tweet um about it so he posted this saying dear 14 year old Montero I wrote a song with our name about it it's about a guy I met last summer I know we promised to never come out publicly I know we promised to never be that type of gay person I know we promised to die with the secret but this will be open doors for many other queer people to simply exist you see this is very scary for me people will be angry they'll say I'm pushing an agenda but the truth is I am the agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be sending you love from the future I'm like that's so fucking so- Cute. and like you know there are there's such if we don't talk about the fucking representation there is such a low level of representation in like you know first of all in like uh music a lot of the time there's not like a huge amount of openly gay people making music especially about kind of gay uh mm-hmm. sex well like you know, we saw way. it from like you know all boy bands like yeah we saw it always from fucking boys on our own boy yeah. band like in westlife as well where NSYNC they were told well. to quieten and suppress yeah their the truth that they were gay and obviously they were singing like lyrics as if they weren't gay yeah but it's also you know it's such a uh it's still a stigmatized thing a lot in um like say predominantly black uh like black males in in america mm-hmm. you know that way it's not an open thing you always hear of this kind of stuff of like is Kanye west secretly gay is drake secretly gay you know you always hear these secret closeted cases so i think it's for a young like black male in america i think that would be so cool to see someone like lil nas and the song is it's really fucking good. I love it. I think it's so cool. The video is iconic as well. He's got had, had some heat. You were telling me about uh, the video. Yeah. So he has um, well two things. He's had heat with um, he brought out these customized Nike uh, shoes mm-hmm. with a so, streetwear brand. So this is a comment yeah. recently as well. It wasn't with Nike because before people were saying it was a collab with Nike. Yeah. No. He brought out like a thousand of them. They're like modified. Nike Air Max 97s and they contain like 666 of them yeah they, oh yeah sorry, they're 666 um, and they're selling for a thousand something yeah, like that yeah. and they're selling for a thousand and eighteen dollars because that's a Luke 10 18 verse that he has uh. on the side and he has then like um, apparently in the like air bubbles there's a drop of human blood yeah. in each one so like they are intense <laughs> as fuck so uh, the governor Christy Noem yeah 
uh, wrote, our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay, it's exclusive. But do you know what's more exclusive? Their God-given eternal soul. And then I think he like retweeted being like, you're a literal governor. Do your job. Just stop tweeting. You're, yeah, you're a literal governor tweeting about shoes. Do your job. <laughs> we are in a fight for the soul of our nation. We need to fight hard and we need to fight smart. Now, Nike came out and totally disassociated, said they had like no... Um, mm-hmm. No, like, relationship with either Lil Nas or MSCHF Mischief. Um, so there's, like, yeah, I mean, he's they totally... sold out or something? They sold out completely? Yeah, there they're was gone. only, like, 666, so I'm sure they would. But, like, but they look, like they're fucking cool. They're like, really cool. As in, like, you know, I wouldn't be rocking some Satan shoes personally. And that, uh, the, the 10, 18... Um, Reference Luke ten eighteen is when I think God said that Satan fell from heaven. Okay, so and he falls like, into Satan's lap. In yeah, the video when he pole dances down onto Satan's ass. <laughs> so and I mean, you know, I first saw the video and like listened to the song and you know most of the song, and you know <laughs> then looking at these shoes that are like pretty hardcore from to to me because yeah. I was brought up with like you know you don't kind of. You know, it's satanic. I'm I'm not exactly down with that, but I understand where he's coming from in the sense of like he was brought up like, you know, surrounded by like this conservative conversation that exists, you know, from the governor and from, you know, it's like it's the general kind of we're used to seeing that and hearing that. And, um, you know, I'm not sure where he grew up, do you know? I'm not sure where he's from either. Um, but I mean, like, I, I think he's from it doesn't really matter where you're from. I think if you grow up in a predominantly kind of christian culture which everyone in america does everyone in ireland georgia did. georgia yeah, so the south um you know you are he made this point that like his whole life he was told and every gay person especially in bible belt america is told that like what they will do will end will they will end up in hell burning eternally with satan that it's a sin yeah. to be gay so i love i he, heard that in my church yeah and he, i love the way he owned it and he was like you know, you say I'm going to end up burning in hell. Okay, I'm going to go down and give Satan a damn lap dance, kill him and put the horns on myself. Well, because that's the fear. That is a massive fear, especially when you're young. Like, I mean, I remember when I was a bit older and I went down to Trabalgan and we went into, um, I was like, I was pregnant with Rilo at the time. Mm. And I think me and my sisters were down in Trabalgan. My mom, my mom would always, they should be like, come down for the weekend. No, you don't have to come to any of the, any of the, the sermons. Or just, you can pop around the town. <laughs> so we were like, deadly. Okay. Like we'll just pop into a local pub. You're off doing the sermons. <laughs> and as soon as we get down there, she's like, well, they're going to one a day at least. We're like, what? <laughs> we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and um, so I remember like, we kind of made friends with some of the like leaders of the youth yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. So like that was just a bit more fun to go to because like the sermons with like for the adults were like super intense and like, you know, I didn't know what they were on about. So we'd kind of like go to like hang out with the, the, the like older, the kind of like young adults that we had made friends with or whatever who were over from America teaching these kids. And like we'd sit in with some of the talks and like, it's like, wow, these fucking 12 and 13 year olds are being told like, don't wank you know don't all these like thoughts can come into your head whether you're gay like this and god has a idea for you he has a wife or a husband for you and there's a way to live and if god these kind of things are like sewn into your little absorbent brain when you're first just hitting puberty like they do it right at that time yeah you know when you're just kind of 
now I know there's lots of different people like some people say like I know I, I knew I was gay from when I was like four or five some people say like I kind of only understand like it, I don't you know we're fucking straight so we don't know but like mm-hmm. from talking to my gay friends I know that there's lots of different journeys into understanding your sexuality and it's the same for even like you know whether you're bisexual or lesbian or like even straight like sometimes you're like you're kind of understanding you don't think about it but when these things are sewn into your brain from mm-hmm. such a young age especially with such a violent context of like if you do go down the route of being gay you are sinning forever and your sexuality is a sin your idea of potentially falling in love with someone of the same sex as you is a sin it's like yeah. so seen as like and it, it brings around like an impure. idea totally and it brings around an idea of like obviously again it come it's weaved into it that like being gay is a choice and then it's put onto you that like you're choosing to be evil you know it's like you can control this if you are choosing the devil's path of ex- of like being homosexual and you know you know involving yourself in sodomy. Well, I think they say that you can think it, but if you act out it, you know. I'd say there'd be insane. some a but lot of places that some. also say you can't think this shit. Like thinking it is a sin. It's a it's a it's a way of you hear of that all the time. Like I know your man, what's his name, Bobby from Queer Eye. Mm. Like he always talks about being brought up in like a Baptist church, and like it was. You know, he went to get conversion therapy. I'm pretty sure. I don't mean that if you think it, that's okay. I mean like that you can like we. They see like, you know, it's natural for these thoughts to come into your head. However, it's acting is acting it out is the issue kind of thing. Okay, you know the way. Like, um, so that's where we see like conversion therapy or like you know just suppressing it or. Do you think that's weird that they say like you're allowed to think of being gay, but you're not allowed to act on it's it? It's not that you're allowed to think yeah. about it. It's like that that's humans. Not the sin. Well, hum- every human sins. Every, okay, you know but okay. like so that's the idea of like say if like you know for a straight person for example you can have these momentary sins where like um you know sex before marriage or doing whatever that kind of in terms of like sexual sins mm-hmm. shall we say but with a lifestyle which is like choose you know being gay and it, they would see it as like choosing yeah 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 to like so it's similar, say, if I was, like, choosing to continuously have sex before marriage. That's, like, a constant sin. Right. But it's just, it's just, like, a kind of burden you have to carry yeah. throughout. It's, yeah. You know, like... But it vilifies for, it, you know, that for way. For straight people, it's, like, if you do the momentary sin of, like, maybe having sex before you got married, you get married and it's kind of, like, forgotten. Mm. That sin, you can get over, you can move past with your life. But if you're gay, there's no alleviation because it's just a downright sin. There's no way you can mm-hmm. like, oh, but I'm only going to have sex with my husband if you're a gay man. Yeah. Or I, I'll, I'll just, you know, there's no way to like maneuver through it. It's all a sin, which is like so much to take on. It's just for, so damaging for a child's mind. So like I yeah. do like how he, you know, took that into his own hands. Like personally, like, I didn't grow up obviously with like a religious background. So I like, satanic imagery doesn't like have an effect on me whatsoever um but so i think like i mean i just found it entertaining and like kind of punk rock if i'm honest very punk rock and i love that his responses on twitter were so this is what i love about Lil Nas especially like so good i love that like i mean obviously he knew it was going to go viral like there's no way he didn't putting this out as but he also did it with reason which i like he didn't Mm. just like throw out this kind of yes like with wop i enjoyed that song but like i way prefer Something that has like a bit more of layers, yeah, right? like a foundation of like to fall back on instead of just being like, oh, these two fucking bitches like singing about like a dick hitting that thing at the back of their throat. Like, yeah. what is really the outcome here? What's the point? It's also like not the greater as, point. Like, it's not, uh, yeah, one hundred percent, and it's not as um, 
like groundbreaking as like say little Nas and stuff because like at the end of the day we've had little Kim talking about giving blowjobs since the early nineties. You know yeah. what I mean? It's and like it's, it's like, like we've we've been had we've had it. We've and had we can it. Move past the kind of like oh well, male rappers are talking about this all the time. It's like okay, well, like whatever. Do I really particularly want to listen to a male rapper talking about that too? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like and, and like I can what's see the point. You know, we can I can see the argument for what I still thought was cool, but I do think I completely agree with you. I think this has I like that it ha- it's a personal. Um, story to him that he's battled mm. with. Like he ob- obviously only like came out like a year ago publicly, anyway. Yeah. Um, and and it's a healer for him. Yeah, like, music is a healer. And if you're trying to like, I ne- I mean, I know that I'm still continuously doing work on my own, like untangling of like what I was brought up with mm-hmm. in loads of different ways. You know, mm-hmm. specifically sexual, <laughs> because yeah. that's really what they really really w- yeah. wanted to. You know, it was so not like there's tons of sins in the Bible and in the Ten Commandments, but they really zone in from my experience and like from talking to others on the sex shit and gay shit, you know? (laughs) Gay shit. They don't really go on about. Yeah. Alcohol. Well, Jesus turned water into wine, so drink up. But like fucking sex. Yeah. That's the thing where they really, really just want to fucking... You know, they have, hard, they have a hard on for the old sex. Yeah, they just really want to stop that. Um, stop that. But right uh, now. his yeah, his reactions online have been so good. He's just been trolling everyone, which I really appreciate. Like as I said, he obviously knew this was going to go viral to an extent, but like, mm. so he was prepared. But like, I do like that there wasn't this whole like. Did you see he posted um, an apology video? Oh my god! And it was just a link to the shoes. <laughs> it was like it. W- it gave me Conor McGregor energy, and he yeah. was like, "I'd like to apologize for fucking nothing." <laughs> He like was holding up the shoes and like he was starting as if he's doing like the sit down apology talk oh. and then it goes back into the song. It's like and then he in the caption or in the yeah comment section he was like real apology here and then it was a link back to the song. So it's like such good marketing if anything. Um, yeah. You're a whole governor on here tweeting about some damn shoes. So good job. This uh, this podcast is a pro Lil Nas X. Pro, we are pro the song Lindsay you should listen to the song for I'll sure I'll get into it um, um, it's once great. I'm just still on the come down for those I love album and it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'll bring you a little comic relief if anything yeah but this is another tweet just to finish um, that he put out I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preach would happen to me because I was gay so I hope you're mad stay mad feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves so love that I saw that as well yeah well worded uh, little Nas well worded and he's what? not being fucking dumbed down How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So speaking of apology videos, we have some YouTube drama, which we don't usually talk about YouTube drama. We have done the past, but I think it's only really applicable when it goes so big. Like we had obviously talked about Dramageddon 2.0 because that was just like, Oh, huge, like Tati and James Charles and Jeffree Star. Like that was yeah, like- that was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Um, and we're f- we're seeing another one um, really unfold over the past few months. Um, now this one I need help with because you obviously are, um, you are a fan of Trisha Paytas, for example. For I'm like, a stan a of Trisha Paytas. So, excuse me, what? And for I- years, like- Literally, I watched her- 10 years? I the first video I ever saw of Trisha Paytas was in I'm gonna say two thousand and nine and it was her with her nails. She used to wear those duck bill nails. Oh my gosh, I remember and that. And it was like how I wipe my ass with my nails. And I was like, This girl is like I was like she I forgot is, about those duck bill nails. I know. Her early videos, like she had talked about it, they were all trolls. Like she used to just purposely wind people up. She was working as like an escort and a stripper at the time and she said she did one video um about do dogs have brains and she made oh, yeah. so much money off it. She was like, Oh, I should just keep instigating and trolling because I'll make money off it. She doesn't do that anymore. Um, the first video I watched of hers was when she <laughs> was like breaking a Guinness World Book of Records thing for speaking really fast. Yeah. Which was gas. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like <laughs> she can speak really, really fast. <laughs> I mean, she's a woman of so many talents. She's, be, she's been on like almost every TV show. She's been on Tyra. She's been on uh, Dr. Phil. She's been Big on- Brother. Big Brother, yeah, Celebrity Big, Big Brother. Brother UK. Celebrity Big Brother UK. She's been on Modern Family. She's been on- Modern Family. Ellen. She's been, yeah, she's just done so much. Um, And she's really come into her stride recently, but um, over, in 2017, she's, she started going out with a guy called Jason Nash, mm-hmm. who um, was like an older member of this group of YouTubers called the Vlog Squad, okay? So the Vlog Squad were this group of YouTubers who kind of came from Vine. Remember when Vine yeah. was really big and then Vine- R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P. And then Vine collapsed and all the Vine stars went onto YouTube. So it was like David Dobrik, that guy from Drake and Josh. Uh, he's in the Vlog Squad. And Is he problematic? Uh, I don't know. I don't really keep up with him too much. He kind of annoys me. Josh Peck. Josh Peck, yeah. I liked him on Vine and then he kind of got a bit annoying when he just... He just annoyed... I don't know. Anyway, he's he's neither here nor there in the, in the thing. So we'll have to just skip sorry, him. Through, sorry, Josh. The only drama he kind of is involved in is apparently not inviting Drake to his wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy. Um, And he always used to just like... In any of the Vlog Squad videos, he used to always just bring up Drake and Josh and I'm just like... Okay, oh, yeah. Like on, when he... Like, and also he fat shames himself so much, which I don't like. Cause it's like well, he lost a lot of weight, so he's proud of it. Yeah, but then he looks back like he there was loads of vines where he's like eating ice cream, and then he like looks at a picture of him big, and he like drops out. It's kind of like it's kind of funny. Though. I mean, if you can't fat shame yourself, who can you? Okay, okay, you, you know, great to scream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she was going out with a member of the vlog squad, this guy Jason, and he was like best friends uh, and kind of 
David Dobrik's right-hand man. Now, David Dobrik started the vlog squad, okay? He was, mm-hmm. like, the biggest off Vine of the lot of them. And he would basically pick people um, from Vine who he thought were, like, entertaining and they all kind of made, like, a Team 10. We've seen it a million times before. TikTok mm-hmm. house, go house, you know, like, this is what... It's, it's, again, a template, okay, of, like load of, of creatives or content creators or all those words that we cringe at living in a house together profiting off each other now the weird thing that I always found about their, their vlogs and that has since come to light which wasn't very fact very strange was that David Dobrik had way more like dare I say clout than the rest <laughs> of them David Dobrik was like the star of the show. He yeah. was the ringleader. He was had way more followers. He was doing these vlogs at the time where everyone moved on to doing, you know, 20 minute vlogs, 25 mm-hmm. minute vlogs. David Dobrik's thing was a five minute vlog max. And it was really sharp jump cuts, the way it was edited. It was very like a vine, you know, really yeah. short attention span, bite-sized content. And he would film for a whole day. He'd do them daily. He'd film for a whole day and it would just seem I guess like it was mainly for kids like I never really watched his vlogs until Trisha was around them and even then I didn't really watch them but I was aware of his content then um his content was you know for kids and I can see how a kid would find it really entertaining because Mm -hmm. it's you know um as I said very bite-sized very short attention span and it would seem like loads is happening in his day you know he'd be getting up and someone be getting pranked and then somebody jumping off a building and then there'll be a horse in the room and then there's a car and someone's (laughs) bought that's literally what his vlogs were like yeah I never I mean He's not for me. His overall yeah, just no. personality. You know, he gives is me not the ick. He is the ick. He also went out with Liza Koshy. So they were like a really big, yeah. big, big. I watched, YouTube I think, thing. I watched the breakup video. Yes. The one yes. where they like, did they, I think it was, yeah, they did a few of those, didn't they? They were like, like a consciously uncoupling kind of vibe. Yeah. And they were like crying and hugging and laughing yeah. and like, oh my God, this is so weird. What the fuck? Yeah. Like two like asexuals breaking up with each other. Yeah. Who was. Trisha Paytas recently said. <laughs> What? <laughs> she said on Frenemies Apparently they had sex three times For their whole relationship oh. She was like She just said it She was like Oh shit I wasn't supposed to say that Liza told me <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god it Doesn't surprise me it Makes more sense Oh no else. It would make it, I, I would actually be sickened If it was like Oh they were around Oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um so to bring in Trisha Paytas obviously she was going out with Jason Nash now he was David Dobrik's right hand man okay as I said David Dobrik was definitely the ringleader he was the one um, who would like they all were very desperate to be in the vlog they all called it the vlog not David's vlog the vlog because if you get like if you became a predominant character in these vlogs or if you became like a known member of the vlog squad like you know the A team of Mm -hmm. the vlog squad you would, you know, end up your YouTube would pop off, all the rest. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people who basically And made- he obviously had, like, so many connections. Like, yeah. he's been on Vogue. He's been, like, you know. Yeah, well, he was just so famous, you know. Um, And, yeah, exactly. You, you were able to profit off, which I'll get on to that. Anyway, so... Trisha starts going out with Jason and And this was a relationship say with Jason like we saw Pryor who was the dude that she was going out with before Jason he was kind of quite camp and like they were doing these dance videos who's now apparently going out with Jeffree Star very strange Okay, Jeffrey, calm down. <laughs> I think you need therapy, Queen, because yes, there's just do. like constant stories of him with like, <laughs> I mean, we all miss Nate, you know? I know, and Sorry. I know you and Trisha aren't friends anymore, but fucking her recently, up until recently in the closet, boyfriend is... Why are they not friends anymore? Oh, I could, honey, that's not the episode. Oh, 
Man, you see, this is what I mean. Like, you've been following this for years, and then I want to get in and out when the drama. But well, this only <laughs> happened in the last, like, I'm going to say three months, all of this shit. Yeah, I know. I just find it hard to catch up with this vlog squad shit. But what I will say is that, like, we saw Trisha going out with the likes of Sean, and, like, mm-hmm. it was kind of a bit of a jokey relationship. Like, you know, I didn't fully believe in it. But when you saw her with um, Jason, you're kind of like, okay, that makes sense. He's, like, overage, he's a vlogger as mm-hmm. well. You know, they seem very like in each other's lives, very quite natural together as well. Mm, I don't know. I was never really bought not in, in in the sense of their love, but like you know, I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Like yeah, from, yeah, yeah. It made more sense. You know, it made more sense from like Sean. I was like, what and the like Trisha Paytas has famously always said she only dates older men. You know, so it was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay, this could work for her. It's an older YouTuber who's going to get her job. Before that, she was kind of going out with people who like didn't really want to be on her Instagram yeah. and all the rest. Um, so they have a very on and off relationship. Trisha is a lot of the times in this, uh, in the vlog squad, the butt of a joke. They would always call her a slut. They would always call her like, she was kind of known as like the slutty one, which she says was kind of consensual. She was like, I was aware it was a bit. It was like, uh, everyone played a character. You know, she was like, I'm, she was always like, I'm fine being the butt of the joke when it comes to like my only fans or whatever she's like that mm-hmm. was fine but there was one joke that I'm gonna have to like speed through some of it because like you know I can't go into every aspect but there was one mm-hmm. joke that always really triggered Trisha she said and this is when she started to talk out about the vlog squad after her breakup with Jason and the breakup was because of this fight David Dobrik before Trisha was going out with Jason David set up this video of D- Jason going on a date with Tana Mojo who had just turned 18 which is really weird Jason Nash at the time was a 44 year old man and Tana didn't know it was going to be a date. So they met up and then there was this whole thing and like there was a video made about it and Trisha obviously later after the fact found out about this and she was just like, uh, maybe really uncomfortable. Trisha has talked about multiple times how she um, felt really taken advantage of and groomed as a young teenager and overly sexualized and how she kind of talks about how that um, has affected her mental health and affected her relationship with men. And she's always talked about that really openly. Um, so when this was constantly being joked about and brought up around her, she didn't appreciate it. And David then kept bringing up this joke saying like, um, on the vlog when Trisha was there and when she wasn't there, he'd ask Jason like, when are you going to have a threesome with Tana? When are you going to have a threesome with Tana? Which is annoying because it's like overly sexualizing Trisha just because she's like also a sex worker being like that she's open to having like a three-way with her boyfriend and a fucking 19-year-old girl who she doesn't mm-hmm. even know. And also bringing up someone from Jason's past that she knows they've kissed and like she knew there was some sort of weird mm-hmm. shit going on there. And she said that behind the scenes, she kept telling David like, please stop joking about that. Like, I'm fine with you calling me this. I'm fine with that. This is my... That trying my to boundary. boundaries yeah. yeah you know and Trisha's been in the game a long time you know that way she's no pushover really and she was like stop it stop it um anyway it came to a head when uh there was one vlog where he didn't tell um Trisha was in the house something and he came in and he made the joke again and Trisha you can just see her in like the video she's just like staring and I'm like fuming um and then apparently when the filming was over he was like he hid Tana in a room or something and brought her out and was like Tana's here for the three way and like Trisha's just like for fuck's sake um apparently after this video so not only did he stop telling it he like made it into like a more oh he made it an ongoing bit yeah in the video um, yeah and like yeah then made it like real and then like it was annoying her because Jason was playing along with it because they were all so desperate to be on the vlog and it's all about appeasing David and David's yeah. vlog um, and Trisha's just like as I said she's been in the game for so long like she's she didn't like, need them she's like the share of YouTube she's just like I don't need the fucking vlog for relevancy like she's always going to be relevant on YouTube yeah. to be honest mm-hmm. um, and uh, so they broke up after this she had asked David not to put up the vlog the vlog was put up and since then D- Trisha has always spoken about how there was a lot of weird shit 
going on in this vlog squad. She's always mentioned that she she outed one guy who was 25 going out with a 17 year old. She was like, you know, she was like, this is the standard of behavior there. They all excuse it. She's like, they all are saying like, oh, but what's the difference between six months and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, the difference is, is that like she's illegal, blah, 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 blah. All this kind of shit. Um, and she's always kind of alluded to different instincts where she was like, shit's gonna come out about them. She's always said it. Like there's videos of her in 2018 being like, David Dobrik is a monster. He manipulates people. Um, like the pressure for his vlog makes people do things that they don't want to do. She's always said this. Now in the past, Trisha is also like, has a really um, like chaotic uh, career on YouTube because she's had multiple m- m- mental breakdowns, three of which came after her breakup with Jason. She tried to take her own life three times. She was 5150, which has been taken into involuntary hold in a mental institution. And she, so sad. And she always talks about how it was these, cause she's recently been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, which has a lot of its roots in being abandoned um, and you know, various other aspects. And she always kind of says that like they, being in that group triggered her so much like and I mean triggering a real aspect you know not Mm -hmm. like I'm triggered like literally triggered like psychotic episodes in in her mental health you know and she always is like you know I was the saddest when I just after that relationship and leading up to the breakup like Jason also kept her secret for three months but then basically said David won't let me go out with you anymore then never spoke to her again like really crazy shit but because she's so transparent online She's never really been seen as like a viable or believable source of information, which is frustrating. Um, Why do you think that is? Because that's so like um, I know. hypocritical. I know. Well, I think a lot of it is she was gaslit so much in the relationship in the sense that the people are just like, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're just like insane, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. that would probably, because of her, you know, mental health. and mental- She probably had to catch up with yeah. what happened. Yeah. Especially and like, if she was so triggered because like that's usually a post-traumatic thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're not noticing as you're going through it. She was probably just trying to like keep her head above water Mm -hmm. during like that relationship and trying to just like maneuver through it. He obviously had kids that she... She, was also like he had two kids mm. and she he, she was constantly like the wife of these kids um you know she would always be like Trisha always says like how hypocritical it was she was like Jason's ex-wife wouldn't let the kids hang out with Trisha but she was totally cool with Jason living with two 23 year olds bringing back girls banging them and doing coke all the time she was like I was like more than willing to be like um like not a mother figure like yeah. just like grand with the kids she's like she wouldn't let me like do anything just because I had an OnlyFans account, which is like whatever your own like opinion. But like then to also be like, but it's cool for my kids to be in a house with two other vloggers who have girls. Like she was like, we could hear them fucking girls next door in our bedroom. I mean, it seems like their relationship is doomed from the start for so many different reasons, Definitely. which is can be frustrating when you like get on with someone, mm-hmm. but that's toxic in the sense of like, you can get on with someone, but when there's all this white noise and like, you guys aren't able to like, work as a partnership mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. So fast forward a couple of years, uh, Trisha is now engaged uh, to, if anyone watches the H3 podcast, who are also like OG YouTubers, she is engaged to Ela Klein's brother Moses, which is just a whole other story of how the fuck that happened, but it's yeah. iconic. Um, she has a, vi- a podcast called Frenemies with Ethan Klein, which is so entertaining. You should all watch it from the start. Even like, it's just, and it's just brilliant podcast. It's so good. It's probably one of the biggest podcasts on YouTube at the moment. Like it's really popped off. And she ended up bringing to light one day 
that she has like disdain towards the vlog squad and it came up because Ethan was like I have nothing against David Dobrik and she was like David Dobrik is a trash person and he was like really why and she basically opened the floodgates to little be known to her but it's so juicy just seeing someone finally getting vindicated you know yes. that way of like something that she has been saying and like, she finally found someone who is Ethan and Ela Klein are very trusted on YouTube. Like they would have a very good reputation. Like they've had controversies 100%, but yeah. like they would be like known to be quite impartial and like kind of neutral. They're not really ever involved in problematic. Much it's yeah. also amazing to see, which we have in the past year, see Trisha move from, or like, you know, just transcend from being like this problematic, silly bimbo bitch or whatever. And like they were saying, like leaning into the like, allowing herself to be called a slut which is like whatever again that was consensual but now since the Shane Dawson thing as well that mm-hmm. was like a big arc for Trisha where we saw her actually be respected and valued and needed mm-hmm. which we weren't seeing and now her and Shane are done zo fair play to her she, that guy is trash I truly am off Dawson trash trash human being wow trash and that was another thing that came out via frenemies like really incredible stuff has been exposed on this podcast um but she ended up you know talking about um the the vlog squad kind of stuff they're on their own podcast she brought up one instance of uh the vlog squad where where there was a guy who was a new member of the crew so who again would be quite wanting to get on the vlog and all blah 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 <laughs> um and J- david set up this prank where he was like he was like, oh, Seth, uh, would you make out with Corinna? And Corinna's like the hot girl of the group. Like she's really good looking. She's mm-hmm. a Twitch streamer. Uh, and Seth, and he was like, would you make out with her if she was wearing an old man outfit? And he was like, yeah, cool. So he goes, okay, Corinna, go change into the outfit. Corinna goes in, changes into the outfit, comes out. And then she goes, oh, I have to pee. Goes back in, changes the outfit with Jason, a 45 year old man. He comes out and Seth is tricked into snogging on camera Jason for like a good 35 seconds. And what age is he, sir? Seth's like 22, 23. But like, that's un- un- uh. that's so unconsensual. So he ends up coming on the HV podcast and like being like, I was sexually assaulted. Like he fully says the words. He's like, I was sexually assaulted. This made me, ha-. he was like, he knew, first of all, there was also a racial aspect to it. He was like, and they talk about it on a podcast. The, David to Jason is like, it's so funny as well. Cause Seth is from Compton and that is just not accepted in the black community in Compton. So we knew he was going to get slated. It's like, Ugh, that is so, so dark. This came out and then Trisha on her TikTok kept mentioning that there's going to be some article written. An insider wrote an article about another vlog that she always meant or talked about where a sexual assault again happened. Um, I'll link the article in the description. You guys can read it for yourselves. But it was basically a setup of that David did. He had this other guy in his vlog called Dirty Dom, who was like kind of, that, that was his character. He was this dirtbag, riding girls all the time. Really gross stuff. I remember even watching this when I was 17, being, or when I was 17, in 2017, being like, how the fuck is this okay? Like mm-hmm. the way that they were like approaching sex and sexuality and women and even in David's jo- uh, uh, vlogs, the women are always the butt of the joke. Like, you know what I mean? It's always like the slut, the this, the that. Like women are nothing else but like, whore. he basically has a Madonna horror complex, I think. It's really bizarre. Um, And he set up for these, like, he was like, we're going over to da- Dirty Dom's house to have an orgy and like Dirty Dom is there and then five of these girls come in or five or six a load of girls come into this room and you hear one of them going no offense but I don't know who any of you are and then Jason's like get out and it's a big bit and this girl alleges that that night David set up for a member of the vlog squad to get uh, for the first of all he set up this to happen because he was like who wants to meet 
David Dobrik. That was the, the lure. So they were all like, bar, bar one, they were all fans of David Dobrik. So they all come to this house and they're told that they're meant to have an orgy with your man Dirty Dom. In the vlog, there's a bit where uh, David Dobrik goes, and after, he goes, it, it got to a point where we all knew there was no orgy going to happen. But after some master negotiation, the girls go in the room with Dom. And it's like, huh? The girls in the article uh, say that basically David asked for another member because he will never do the dirty work mm. to buy them all alcohol. They end up getting so shit-faced. And again, you can read the details because they are quite intense details. So I won't like, you know, rattle yeah. them all off here. But basically like that uh, rape happened and a sexual assault. And this guy, Dirty Dom, David Dobrik facilitated it and he knew about it because months later the girl texted David Dobrik, I think, or Dom and he showed David Dobrik this text basically being like, you assaulted me that night. What happened was not consensual. You have to take that video down, blah, blah, blah. So like he covered it up as well. And this is being like, this is like So this is what's up. coming out. This now. is like, but like all aspects are so like weirdly intertwined, you know, that way. And this is blowing up. David Dobrik has lost so many sponsorships. He's lost so much. He has had to step down from like, his app that he has, and he releases like apology video. There's been so many fucking apology videos. So from me it. as someone who like, you know, is on the periphery of all yeah, this, yeah, yeah. as I'm not like a massive consumer of content. Um, but this was when it really hit like the kind of mainstream, mainstream because New York we're seeing Times wrote about it. Yeah, and it's like okay, wow. So I sat down and watched this apology, and what irked me about it was, um, you know, the first one he didn't he stopped comments so oh yeah he was like the video was called let's talk and he muted the comments everyone was like <laughs> and it was two minutes long he was like hey guys just so you know that I'm yeah and he's like consent's really important to me bye and basically like just this is like when we whilst we have kind of like you know templates for virality or vlog squads or we also now have templates of how to get away with shit which mm. is kind of dark because we're seeing constantly people you know go through these like m crazy times where they're like being trashed online on twitter or whatever and then you can see okay that's how they got out of it we're seeing so many of them so now it's kind of like teaching people how the fuck to get away with being a cunt and mm -hmm. um, so it was like he had gone to woke crash class and then went on and gave this apology and was kind of like, of course, there are times when I reflected upon woke, 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 like these like little sound words bites. and soundbites that we're so used to hearing that like don't have much weight to them or when you kind of like scratch the surface, you're like, okay, you don't, there's no foundation in what you're saying. It's kind of like that, that saying... You know, it reminds me of when we saw um, Piers Morgan fighting with that dude at the weatherman and, you know, Piers Morgan was like, well, factually, Archie wouldn't have been given a title regardless of his race but because of like something that Henry V said back in 1970 whatever and he goes yeah but it was her lived experience that she felt you know so it's these words where we're hearing like lived experience or like da 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 that aren't actually have no they don't make sense mm -hmm. but it's like or my truth that's a pet my truth because there's no such thing as my truth there's my experience and the truth yeah like you can have an experience 100%. You can be like, here, my perspective, but it's not my truth. It's not, there's only one truth, yeah. the truth. Like say if you have an argument with a boyfriend and you were upset with something and it's like, okay, I was upset. It's it's like, there's it doesn't mean that someone is like exactly responsible for that because we all have different like absorptions of being yeah. like, how we take things. So like, it's kind of like offense is basically now seen as doing something illegal in a sense in mm. the kind of like social sense um but so that's when it kind of when it gets tangled into something illegal 
That's yes. what's fucking difficult with the online virality in terms of like hate and cancel culture because like we're mixing in and we're muddying like someone mouthing along the N-word to a TikTok song to someone raping someone in a vlog or yeah. you know and it's the same level of hate towards these people it's the same noise it's the same anger it's the same amount of people well weirdly and because i probably it is also there's also you know it's harder to prove but weirdly like the more likely something to, to go viral is someone saying something wrong or something like you know something as you said like someone making an honest mistake maybe out of naivety or out of lack of education on a topic but a lot of the time the stuff that doesn't go as viral is something like this is like an actual criminal offense and that's why I think it's just so juicy to see especially because for me it's also like as someone who's followed Trisha Paytas for so long and I know like a lot of our listeners also do as well like it is so nice to see someone who has been like constantly gaslit constantly being made out to be this hysterical crazy like if you follow Trisha you know she's actually a really intelligent person she's Mm -hmm. really smart she has so many like throughout like everything she's so many references of pop culture like she's a pretty well-read and well-rounded human being, but who obviously has a mental illness or, you know, mental health issues. Or Um, had a traumatic past. Absolutely. And she did, like, she's even spoken about, like, how, you know, she's done a lot, started to do a lot of therapy for, because, like, with borderline personality disorder and a lot of personality disorders, there's no medication you can really take for that. It, It is through a specific type of therapy that you can only really get through it. It's all about managing it rather than curing it. It's not like depression where you can take an antidepressant, you know, that way mm-hmm. it's like, it's a way more complicated and under-researched kind of area of mental health and mental illness. Um, so she's gone to so much therapy and, you know, she's undercovered a lot of stuff from like her past. And, you know, I think she's someone who has been, you know, cancelled or whatever the fuck you want to call it for making honest mistakes in the past and she always says that she is right she's like I always own up to it you know she's like I take accountability I apologize you know she was like and I apologize in the now she's like I'll do it one day get like backlash and I apologize the next day she's like there's none of this hiding it for three years bullshit and then Mm. being like hey guys I want to talk about something real quick you know that way and she made such a good point as well I think she was like um about David Dobrik's apology she was like He's saying it's not about um, money, but like he made this apology. He tried to like squash the apology by doing that two minute video before he lost any sponsors. He then lost a lot of sponsors. He then had to step down from this app that he's making all this shit, lost a lot of money basically. Um, and it went really mainstream. Then did a video. She was like, if it wasn't about money, like do a Logan Paul on it. When Logan Paul made that really offensive video in the suicide forest, she's like, at least when he came back with his apology, he donated a million dollars, which is such a flex to a suicide prevention thing. You know, that's just showing it's not only about money whether you believe that or not from Logan like you know you can't fight someone giving money to charity she was like why didn't David at least give like anything she goes and he also made mm. the video and said I'm going to be reaching out to people it's like make it after like do do some good service well in that's your another own time. vague term yeah reaching yeah, yeah. Out to people what you're going to text someone and be like hope you're okay hon yeah and he also said I'm going to make myself available to victims it's like they don't want to talk to you babes like if I was raped by your friend I'm not going to be like hey David <laughs> That like, also sounds like borderline predatory to me. I know. Like, I'm going to make myself available to the vulnerable who I fucked over. Literally. How self-absorbed do you have to be that you want to be like... And then Jason was fucking texting Trisha being like, hey, call me back heart. She's like, I have not heard from him in three years. Whoa. He's like, she, she's like, he texted me being like, hey, just tried to call you. Because she said she got a call, but she was like, I can't be him. And then he texted her with a heart. And she was, and then she goes, and then I ignored the text. And then he DM'd me being like, hey, that was me. 
can you talk to me? And she was like, whoa, this guy is so fucking manipulative. That's like, so manipulative and so gaslighting to be like, let's just pretend that we just have yeah, the same we're cool. narrative. Yeah. Like heart, remember? Yeah, heart. Remember we lived together? Remember Very I dumped weird. you because my best friend told me to? What the fuck? I mean, a blessing in disguise. I know. It's just such a crazy fucking story. But like David Dobrik, he really has always given me the ick and like... I mean, I hope he can, he like... Andy Warhol vibes. Like, you know, when you look back at Andy Warhol, who he was the similar kind of, like, he wasn't, you know, doing a lot of these things, but providing the space for it and, like, capitalising off other people's downfalls in a way. I now, guess, I love like, his art, but, like, I do think he was apparently a dark person. And I think if Andy Warhol was today... I think, where, An- yeah. Like, I, I love Andy Warhol in the sense of, like, he predicted, basically, where we are now mm-hmm. in terms of pop culture. Um, But... You know, I think there was something about him which I I find the whole David Dober thing quite complicated in the sense because I think he's such a master manipulator and it's so difficult to kind of pinpoint exactly the arc of the story or exactly yeah, what you. he did. So I think that's kind of what I heard from like Andy Warhol. It was kind of like, oh, it's just a feeling or it's just an energy he puts out there. And I was watching one interview with um, an older member or a young member from the vlog squad. I can't remember whose name was, but he was saying like, there's just, there was just certain jokes like, the jokes were so intense and like, you know, the bits were so kind of put people in really bad ways. And he obviously didn't give a fuck about how these people were going to be like taking the trauma of some of these. Like I I remember even watching one where like Jason was gifting Trisha a dog and it was just like almost violent in the sense of like she was on the floor and she had something over her head. And then like the dog was like put on top of her. It was just like she's thinking yeah. is it going to be a bunch of snakes. Like, and they just, did that to someone. Yeah, they did that yeah, too. I watched was that it one. Madison Beer or one of those girls or Livy? Was it no? It was Emma Chamberlain, I think. And they like lay her down, and they were like, "Lada!" And they put like a snake in her, knowing that was like her biggest fear. Yeah. Like, it was really weird. And like there are, of course, you can have funny prank videos, and they always had this weird idea as well. They when you look at any of them talking about it, they're like, "It's like SNL. It's like SNL." And Trisha was like, "It's not though, because on SNL you have a script and you you're an actor." So yeah, but I regardless of the platform, and I think that's like not the point. I think the point is actually like when does it go from being a prank to being like just bullying and mm. just like put you know like one person being the butt of the joke while everyone else is laughing, but one person is traumatized and has maybe lasting times of yeah. like triggering. Like I know, you know, it's like it can like go. Big Nick, do you hear about his story in the vlog squad? No. So he is a guy again who was taken by David Dobrik uh, under his wing. He was a viner, but he has like a type of dwarfism. Um, so he's like a little person, and they called him Big Nick, which again is a joke. But he was basically saying that like he left the vlog club because like he'd be walking down they would all make like little person jokes to him and he said like he'd be walking down the street in LA and like there'd be kids like screaming like hey you fucking whatever you know like slagging him like the way that it was accepted in the vlog so that transpired into his real life and he was like I was fine having a bit of a joke in the vlog but he was like it got to a point where like I realize what I'm putting out there is that like it's fine to like point and laugh at people on Mm. the street because of like certain like I don't know genetic abnormalities I mean is it the same as jackass like I'd like to see how some of you know like we saw wee man you know at Um, least with that it was like you know the thing that David Dobrik did say in his apology video which I was like if he means this this would make more it would be a better it would be a good way for him to move on for his career he said like when he comes back he wants to have like actual like HR and stuff in place and that's something that even in like if you look at something like Jackass yes they were all friends and they're pranking but like they have a structure like MTV over them with like HR departments and unions and contracts and all that but that just doesn't exist in YouTube it's still very new so it was just a group of fucking kids 
pranking each other with no repercussion and if they I had a problem I disagree with that though in the sense of like because then you look at the type of Weinstein when there's when things get bigger and there's more there's always going to be someone on top so just in the case of the vlog squad it was David Dobrik on, on top and he had the kind of money the power the connections and I mean I don't think there's a formula I think it's just like well there would be because if you are if it is a a, a professional kind of setup Let's say, for example, say me and you had a lot of interns, right? And they were all listeners of the podcast. If they had a problem with us, it would be very intimidating for them to come to us and complain about us to us. If, but if you are making a professional setup and you have a HR person who is a neutral person, anyone who has a problem with the higher up, they can go to that neutral person. It's not about someone being like higher up. It's not really like, you know, about that uh, David wouldn't be the leader. It's just that if he had a neutral ground for people who were, uh, uh, you know, on paper are employees to a, in a way, it, it, it that helps protect people. And that's why HR departments are there because I fucking worked in some place without HR and let me tell you, fucking hell, terrible. I think in a sense, but then I think like we've seen this kind of bullying tactics in mm-hmm. place is where those like I said Weinstein like you know there were there's always cover-ups and regardless of the layers of kind of protection and I mean I saw um in Jackass as well there was that dude I can't remember his name but he was the one who was always shitting and I remember seeing an interview with him where he kind of felt like you know I remember watching Jackass as a fucking kid and being like Johnny Knoxville gets like the cool shit like he gets like the stunts Mm -hmm. but he doesn't have to like humiliate himself humiliate himself to the point where he's shitting through a fucking paper mache volcano mm-hmm. you know or like steve was put in like different positions and like i feel like as well sometimes they kind of um you know used used people's addictions in a way oh, against yeah. them where like yeah, 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 steve sure. was obviously like fucking strung out or whatever the fuck he was on and he was like pushed to the extreme of doing like really kind of barbaric things to mm-hmm. himself so i mean i think regardless of like i think it's the idea of humans bullying each other and humans kind of like for content especially like I love comedy that kind of you know I love to watch comedy like Mickey Flanagan Kevin Bridges who everyone's able to enjoy it no one's the butt of the joke it's more observational in the sense of you know so I think that's the kind of idea of like when does it go from prank to just like bullying and like subjecting one person to like not a fun time totally And and it shows that like you know in the least like damaging way someone like and which isn't small at all let me just say but like in the least damaging way it is someone like big nick being pointed at and laughed at down the street but at the you know at the most violent and kind of like serious end where that is normalized so much it kind of shows you what it can end up with because what you have there is like a pinnacle of a video where david was using his like social status to get these girls in they had this character dirty dom and the whole bit as they would call it would be him having a orgy and when that kind of came up that it wasn't going to happen they used like they they like manipulated girls into being in a situation with alcohol like it's so dark and so nefarious and so it shows how far it can go so totally. I think in order I don't think we need to like expand like the HR I think we need to extract and see like what are the roots of the problem it's kind of like you know when to lighten it up and to finish off you know when you start going out with someone mm-hmm and um or like guys this is not even when you start going out with someone when you have like a boyfriend I think it's usually like mainly like guys to girls and me and my sister were talking about this the other day when you know you there's got guys love doing it you'll go to the bathroom they'll jump out every time you come out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah that can then kind of like 
get too much for someone. You can just be like, I know I'm really tense around you and I just prefer, like, I know it's a fucking joke. I know it's like lol and you get my reaction on camera or whatever the way that they do. Like, sometimes it's just like, can you stop? And it's that, like, a s- little things of like asserting boundaries and see how people respond to small boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that's the fucking thing about like manipulation and gaslighting and all that because it's like you obviously don't notice it when it's something so small. So I guess with David Dobrik and all the vlog squad, it was like they started off small and they just gained notoriety. They gained like so much. So it was just like everything expanded, including mm-hmm. the kind of those actions and stuff. So it's like a load of stuff. That's what's difficult, I think, about the vlog squad because it's like... And all no, of those structures. Yeah, totally. There's not like one, oh, all you have to do is just do this or do that you know it's like it's, it's i think it's a whole it's a whole lot of things like why do humans love watching people being spooked or people falling or people being humiliated like you know mm. it's fucking weird but it's amazing either way to see shit come out and people be held accountable and like when you're talking about um what's his name your man with the suicide thing with the logan suicide. paul logan paul like when you're saying that like regardless obviously he didn't like you know, he still did that, but he was, had the responsibility of being out a fucking million dollars, you know? So there's that kind of, there's one and thing, I, sitting down for two minutes, making an apology totally. video. And I think, that, you know, I do really think that when you are someone who is like super, I mean, rich, and David Dobrik has profited millions upon millions upon, like he lives in this crazy nine mm. and a half million mansion, you know what I mean? And when you are also, by the way, a vlogger who has made, content buying people teslas and he buys people all this extravagant gifts for videos mm-hmm. so it's like the least you can do is like it is a way of paying reparations i do feel mm-hmm. in a sense you know that way like i mean obviously you and i did an episode of it girls three years ago about consent which was like completely uninformed etc cetera, etc cetera. and since then we have made it our business to pay money back to the rape crisis center and that to me is like a very like tangible way of being like no at least I'm helping someone to make up for yeah. that fucking shit show so like and we're not saying like oh people talk to us like he's basically asking victims to kind of describe their trauma so he yeah. understands it it's like I'm not trained to do that go to these people and I'll help fund them in my in whatever yeah. way I can but, but it's like, like David Derby the least you could fucking do and I think the least that anyone can do especially like like when Logan Paul did that it's like yeah at least that will actually help that could help someone you are funding a suicide prevention hotline mm-hmm. or whatever it was that if someone was feeling in some way you know down or whatever it is they could ring a phone and hopefully be able to talk to someone who can help them not yeah I'm gonna talk to David Dobrik like stop trying to talk to these people David Dobrik go to therapy yeah why are you sitting like you're megalomaniac I can imagine him being the kind of dude to capitalize on it and be like this is me my next video is me sitting down and talking to someone who was like yeah it's like yeah he's a he's a fucking dark Dude. He's just someone who got away with something for so long and like He's a dark dude who's like dressed as like this really fun, easy guy. I know. Which is Ethan Klein always men- made a point that I was so happy he made because I was like, I thought I was the only one who fucking realized this. He always smiles with his tongue out like this. Oh my gosh, like a dog. Like a little dog. I think it's like to make him look like a puppy dog. Like a little cutesy, petootsy. Probably. Like, and if he also He knows, may not even subconscious like that yeah. could be subconscious, which is And also like on his vlogs, he doesn't drink. And Ethan Klein said that as well. He was like, there's always something weird about the guy who is like, you know, sober, but like will happily hang around people who he gets drunk and films them. That's fucking weird. That's really weird. That's, and he's always like, come on, let's get drunk. Let's get drunk. It's like, you're, but you're not drinking. That's so <laughs> fucking weird. And there was like people in the vlog squad who like he was 100% like getting like shit faced. It's so bizarre. And he doesn't drink in general. No, he's sober. I don't think he's ever drank. Maybe 
I don't know. I, I remember that was his thing. He's like, I don't drink. Like, he's like a big kid. Like, in his house, he has like a, you know, like a water fountain. But it's Kool-Aid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable in my I body. <laughs> and he's like, there's a video and he's like, look at this, guys. Look at this. And you know, like the ones in school where you press a button and you go down. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. But red comes out of it. He's like, oh, it's yeah. Kool-Aid. It's like, you're 25, 6? I watched Four, one like Vogue morning routine where he was talking through his morning routine and he was like, <laughs> I'm in the shower and for some reason, for some reason, I like, I, I have to like collect the water in my hand, like I cup my hands together and, and it has to make like a really dense splash before I can get out of the shower. <laughs> it's like, he has these weird little- Compulsions. Ways, I think more so like ways to kind of like get into people. I do that oh yeah relatability shit. it's weird i was like because all the comments were like oh my god the most relatable thing i've ever heard in my life much like, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with the world stop the world i need to get off okay <laughs> on that note we'll be stepping up off our little soapbox <laughs> uh thanks so much for listening gals and we'll be back Sign next up week to x gals new episode on friday bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.